Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. So today on Kidney Talk, we're going to be talking about a subject that, you know, Nobody wants to hear about, nobody wants to discuss, because the idea of having neuropathy just sends tingles up my spine. And, you know, neuropathy affects a lot of people, especially people who have diabetes, who have autoimmune illnesses. And um, today we're talking to Susie Gonzalez. Uh, She's a long-term friend of mine. She's had kidney disease since she was 19 years old. And she's had two transplants, and she's awaiting her third and currently on dialysis. And today, uh, Susie's going to talk to us a little bit about her journey and what she's learned about neuropathy. So welcome to the show, Susie. Um, tell us about your journey in first discovering that you had neuropathy, because you've had kidney disease for a long time. You had that under control, knowing all about it. When did you determine that, you know, wow, I have a uh, Houston, I have a problem here? Well... I was in my mid-30s. I was on peritoneal dialysis at the time. And I told my nephrologist, I said, I think I have neuropathy because I was experiencing tingling, burning, and numbness on my feet. And it was starting to go up my shins. And he didn't believe me. When did it happen? Like, did it have a night when you're sleeping, when you're sitting, um, or just any random time of the day? You know, it was, I, I think it was any time, any time. And I think I did have a little bit of maybe some restless legs, but definitely the burning and and everything and numbness. So I knew I had it. And I told my nephrologist, and he didn't believe me. (laughs) What did he say? Like, no. He he just looked at me and he says, I don't know. He was confused. Like, why should you have it? Because you don't have any of the risk factors? I guess so. I guess so. But so he did send me to a neurologist because he knows I'm an informed patient. So he thought, well, okay, I'm going to send her to a neurologist. So he sent me to one. And sure enough, I was diagnosed, (laughs) and he was very surprised. And because at that time, because I was 33, so that's quite a few years having CKD, right? Chronic kidney disease. Chronic kidney disease. So I already had it for quite a few years. And I had been on dialysis for nearly 10 years. And um, anyways... So what did they do to test you? Oh, well, she she pokes you with sharp objects and runs them up and down your leg and and that that's what she did and sometimes I could feel it and sometimes I couldn't. So And that's when she said, you know, you have some neuropathy issues. Yeah, what else? Yeah, so, yeah. so do you can you explain what neuropathy is? Um Neuropathy, well, basically it's deterioration of the nerves, which then deteriorates your muscles because the nerves are sending a message to tell the, ner- tell the muscles to move. And if the muscles aren't moving, your muscles deteriorate also. And they fire, like it, it fires and it causes pain. Now, have you ever felt like, you know, because occasionally, and I, I don't have it anymore, maybe it's because I'm transplanted, but I'd be sitting and my feet would fall asleep all the time. That does happen to me. You know, and I thought, well, wait wait a minute, I'm short, so the chair, there's an <laughs> issue, and it's too tall for me, and it's cutting off the circulation, <laughs> and it would happen all the time, and now really? it doesn't happen anymore. <gasps> oh, and yeah, I've grown, obviously, that must be the reason that, you know, I'm not having this issue, but I was learning, like, sometimes it's, it's numbness, you're thinking it is being asleep, but 
but your feet become numb. And I might have had some early warning signs of neuropathy, but having a transplant and having such good labs now probably helped reverse some of that. That's right. That's what they told me, that if you get a transplant, sometimes it can reverse, Mm -hmm. but it certainly isn't going to get worse. It doesn't get any better. I mean, yeah, it, it won't... Either gets better or um, it just stops. You know. So, what have you done over the years to help? You know, with the neuropathy. I know you exercised a lot, different did different things. What was able to help manage the neuropathy? Well, I think the walking is probably the the most beneficial. And one of the doctors I've seen have has told me, you have to keep walking. So I do try and do that. Even walking in like Target's a big store. That for me is walking. <laughs> I know because it is. It's you, you know you start to not feel well, and then you don't realize that you're contributing to the problem by not moving. That's true. That's very true. So you've seen the neuropathy progress over the years. That's and right. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, I especially it certainly has progressed when my kidney stopped working about four years ago. I, I could feel it as the kidney was failing, and I felt more of the neuropathy, like uh, more numbness, I guess you could say, and the burning coming on, and more numbness coming on. But then when the kidney, when I started dialysis, oh, wow. It was like immediate onset neuropathy, it felt like. And I had to go, I had to start using a cane to be able to walk around because I was so unstable. I have lost, I, I could lose my balance very easily, so I don't have good balance because my feet are very numb. And they just became very, very numb really quickly. And especially when I started dialysis, I was very... Also, um, I had extreme pain. But I also... My sciatica. So I had neuropathy and sciatica at the same time. Oh, wow. And and I was seeing the doctors, and they couldn't understand why I had neuropathy so bad. And I had shock... Um, what do you call not treat, uh, treatments, but shock um, testing. And the neurologist ordered that. They wanted to see, you know, if I had peripheral, and uh, they couldn't understand why it was so bad. And, uh, and then my foot actually dropped. I had a drop foot on my left foot, and then with time it got better, but then my right foot dropped because of the sciatica went over to my right side, and that has not gotten better. And is that from the neuropathy or the sciatica? Sciatica. You know, I think it's a combination. Because if the neuropathy is making your muscles weak, that may, in fact, um, contribute. Yeah, I think it's a combination of things, right? Well, you know, one of the things I was reading up on this topic, and, you know, I always go to different sites, but I always like Mayo Clinic's website. I always feel like they have, you know, clear, concise information. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, I think, well... My mom has diabetes. Mm -hmm. You know, does she have signs of neuropathy? I mean, because it says, seek medical care right away if you have noticed any unusual tingling, weakness, or pain in your hands or feet. Early diagnosis and treatment offer the best chance for controlling your symptoms and preventing further damage to your peripheral nerves. And, you know, a lot of times... um, uh, neuropathy will interfere with your sleep. You wake up and you have pain or tingling in your feet. And, you know, I was thinking about this because... I don't know about you, Susie, but I see a lot of doctors. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I got this doctor this week, this doctor. Okay, you're going to have to wait till I get finished with this one. And then, you know, I'll get finished with this this little, you know, preventative medicine. Everything's, I'm such high maintenance with preventative medicine right now. 
but very grateful to be feeling good. You but and you, you look great. But you have to like continually. Do you ever find that that's um, sometimes? you don't always seek all the care you need because you have so many health issues going on. So do you, my question is, do you follow up with a neurologist regularly and maybe there's some solutions You know for what? You? I, I have seen a neurologist a couple of times, but no, I, I have not seen one in a long time. And I think my problem is um, I, I don't see doctors probably as often as I should. Um, so I don't see them that often. And, and, but then like things happen and then all of a sudden I have appointments Right. You know, I it's go like through... It's like a crisis. You're not yeah. being preventative, Susie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to lecture you. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> We're you know, high I, maintenance. We're high maintenance with physicians. But I do believe in preventative medicine. You know I do. I, you know I, I know, take care of... I know. You're very good care of yourself. Yeah, I try. I really... Well, because I want to live a long life. And so, you know, because I started at such a young age, so that's why that was my thinking. But you get overwhelmed because you're dealing with different crises and you're like, well. At times, I certainly, especially, you know, right now. Yes, I mean, you, you just had your access plot. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's been on dialysis relates to that. And you had plans to do something, you end up having to have, um, because they can't reopen it, they're looking for another access site and you had to have a catheter placed. I mean, you know, that is just so overwhelming, the process of that. Yeah, very you know, upsetting. Then you, then you just think about, well, wait a second, my feet aren't the worst thing going on with me right now. Um, not being able to get dialysis is the worst thing. It is. It is. It's pretty scary right now. So I'm hoping my doctor can find a spot to put a, an access. An access yes. They will. And then you should go to a neurologist. I will. You know you're <laughs> because right. you never know what you don't know. That's, That's the problem. You know, you, you talk know, about being an educated patient, but there's but advancements know, but, all the time. But some, and then sometimes you don't realize what you don't know right. until something happens, seriously happens, and that seems to be my case. Or I uh, like medications. Like I didn't realize that that was a side effect, and I should have changed. Yes. You know, things. the different ones. Well, I was reading a little bit on Mayo Clinic, and you know, I, I these are the risk factors that Mayo Clinic um, suggests. So you're at risk if you have diabetes, especially if your sugar levels are poorly controlled. Um, alcohol abuse. I don't see you as a big drinker, though. <laughs> no. Vitamin deficiency, particularly B vitamins. Injections such as Lyme disease, shingles, Epstein-Barr, hepatitis C, and HIV. So um, unfortunately, a lot of people who have kidney disease can have hepatitis C just mm -hmm. based on, you know, all the blood that was out there that they didn't know had C in it. Um, autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. So lupus is the cause of kidney failure in which your immune system attacks your own tissues. And, and that's interesting, but also when you're on immune suppressant drugs, you can also be at risk. Kidney, liver, or thyroid disorder, disorder is a risk factor. Exposure to toxins. Now, you know, I thought about that one, but we are kind of exposed to, you know, I don't know if the dialysis process itself, because it's, your blood is going through a membrane that's that's not yours. Right. And repetitive physical stress, such as repeating the same movement for long periods of time, possibly during occupational activities. So, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of information out there about peripheral nephropathy or that the doctor really talks to you about. There's so many other things they're dealing with, cardiovascular disease, you know, got to, um, you know, deal with all the other issues, but peripheral nephropathy can 
sneak up on you. It, exactly. And that's exactly how I feel. feel. That's what happened to me. It like I always knew I had it, but it was very, very minor, you know, just a little spot here or a little spot there on my foot, but nothing major at all. I could I played tennis, I would go dancing, I was very active. And now I can't do either of I, well, I actually no, I take that back. I just went dancing the other night and I could actually do a little bit of dancing. But I certainly can't play tennis. Yeah, because of the balance issue. Mm-hmm. And what do you do to control pain? You know what? I do see a, a doctor for that. So it, I am on pain control medication, and I wear a fentanyl patch and, t- and also use gabapentin, and that's mostly only at dialysis for, because for some reason at dialysis, my neuropathy acts up a lot. And what do you feel? Oh, gosh. I just feel like somebody's grabbing my toes and and squeezing them really hard or something like and burning and oh my goodness it's horrible very painful and i mean it, it can be difficult to want to sit in the chair or stay yeah. wherever you are for Ex- that period of time because you want to move exactly and i do nocturnal dialysis so i'm laying there for 7 hours so i do that's when i take my gabapentin or neurotin it's called mm-hmm. so i do need it during that time. To be able to. To be able to just lay there. (laughs) And, you know, for those of you on dialysis who are having trouble, you know, sitting through the treatment because of this, you may potentially have to get tested and ask your doctor because we have to be our own advocate. That's right. I mean, you know, they don't go around, look for problems. We got to like say, look, this is going on. It's impacting my ability to sit for the treatment. It's impacting my ability to go to sleep at night. And, you know, what can I do about it to help, you know, prevent... Um, it the further deterioration of neuropathy, or in some cases, it can be reversible. I've seen that it, you know, some of the literature I was reading, it can get better, which, you know, can give you some hope. Right, right. And, you know, and it's like sometimes I feel like it's gotten worse. And in the last few days, I feel like it's gotten a little better. And I'm thinking, what have I done? You know, I got to keep doing what I've done. Because <laughs> Did you eat some special food or something? <laughs> well, that- you know, I do stretch. I do some stretching, and maybe that's what's helping. Um, and, but I don't do it all the time, but I try because I, I get very um, stiff, you, I guess you could say. So I need to stretch anyways. And but, when you swam, did that help more than anything? Uh, you know, I don't think so, <laughs> other than I just really enjoy it. But I, I'm sure it does help. It has to. Yeah, but I think the walking, because the doctors have told me, you need to keep walking. Walk. Make sure you're walking. So the walking, I think, is probably the number one thing. thing you can exercise do every day. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're good. You're always out there moving and doing everything you can to. Well, um, not as often as sometimes as I should. Really, you know, I get very lazy, and I, I and or I'm just tired. You're just tired. Or I just, you know, I want. I tell myself, allow myself to rest and take care of myself. It's after dialysis, you know. You're tired, and I try and tell myself, you're not lazy. You just you have a <laughs> you know a health problem. You need to take care of yourself and rest. And then it's a happy balance because of the fact that sometimes you need to move to to get good rest because there's you know different types of sleep. And if that you're yeah. if you're taking medication or something like that, you may not be getting the quality sleep. And there's nothing that makes you sleep better than after exercising. That's, that's what I've found. That's mm-hmm. my own personal message to myself. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Susie, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your story. I mean, this isn't a topic that people really want to hear about, but I think a lot of people suffer in silence with this. They don't really talk to other people about it. It's not a subject I see posted on a a lot of kidney social networks. And I think that people don't know what to do, but you can do things to to help alleviate the symptoms. And you also, for those people who aren't experiencing anything, if you have any warning signs, it's really important that you get checked. And, you know, there might be some ways that they can help uh, prevent its further progression. So Right. So check out mayoclinic.org. There's a lot of great information on it. Always go um, check with your doctor. Talk to him about it. Say, you know, what can I do to help if I'm having any problems and try to ward off this awful disease. Yes. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.